Welcome to the latest podcast for Aberdeen National Municipal Income Fund, ticker symbol VFL. I'm Mike Taggart, Aberdeen's U.S. Closed-End Fund Specialist. Today we have John Mandillo, Head of U.S. Fixed Income at Aberdeen and VFL's Lead Portfolio Manager. Jonathan, thanks for joining us today. Mike, thanks for having me. Of course, always a pleasure. You took over management of this municipal fund in mid-July of last year after Aberdeen acquired it from another fund family, but you've been a municipal manager for many years. Could you elaborate on that a little? Yeah, sure. I mean, despite having just taken over VFL and the management of this closed-end fund in July, as you pointed out, we have a really deep history at Aberdeen in general and the portfolio management team that manages the strategy in managing municipal assets. Uh, Me personally, I've been involved in managing municipal funds, separate accounts, institutional accounts within the asset class uh, going back almost 18 years. If we expand that out into the broader uh, municipal portfolio management team, uh, we've got an average portfolio manager tenure of over 20 years. So, Certainly a deep history of managing municipal assets within Aberdeen, uh, as well as this municipal debt portfolio management team managing this strategy. Maybe just to add to that as well, um, the the style and and the types of strategies that we manage is fairly broad as well. Uh, So we have six distinct municipal strategies uh, that run the gambit in terms of duration, everything from an ultra short to, uh, a, to a long duration strategy, as well as credit quality, high grade strategies, as well as high yield strategies. Yeah. So this is your only closed end fund that you manage, but deep experience and a deep team that you can rely on. And then since July, you and your team have repositioned the portfolio for VFL, keeping it investment grade, of course with an eye toward improving earnings yield and the distribution. As a result of the work, earnings have improved and the board announced an increase to the fund's distribution in December. Can you give us an update on the repositioning work that you've done in the portfolio? Yeah, sure. I, I think there's a consistency in our approach at Aberdeen in managing municipal assets. And, and you could certainly extend that into um, the open-ended mutual funds that we run, uh, the segregated accounts that we run for uh, high net worth as well as institutional investors. And that consistency is that our focus tends to be more so on yield uh, and distributable income to our investors. So to your point, uh, as taking over this fund, our, our main objective was to increase the distributable income that we're able to give to investors on a monthly basis. So in doing so, you know, we have made shifts in the portfolio that I think uh, certainly have been good for investors thus far. You pointed out the fact that we've recently raised our dividend uh, and a lot of those portfolio changes have contributed to our ability to do so. Uh, on a go-for basis, I think we'll continue to be able to do so as we shift the portfolio around. Some of the changes that we've made having taken over this portfolio have to do with really three key areas. The first being uh, the state breakdown. So where we're investing the assets in the strategy. Uh, The second being the sector breakdown. 
uh, where in terms of municipal sectors we find better relative value. And then the third being duration, where along the curve are we investing that we think makes the most sense uh, from a total return perspective, but also probably more so from an income perspective. How do we maximize income uh, in, in really risk aware way? So in terms of that first area that we talked about, state breakdown, uh, in taking over the strategy, you know, for, for a number of different reasons, one of which has to do with the history of the strategy being a combination of state-specific funds. The strategy was overweight in our estimation and in really high-grade, uh, lower-yielding states such as Minnesota and Colorado, Oregon, you could sort of lump in there as well. So we've been decreasing our allocations to those high grade states that didn't offer much relative value from a yield perspective uh, and reinvesting the proceeds of that into uh, what we view as as higher value states such as New York, uh, Texas, certainly, as well as uh, California. I think with respect to the second area where we've changed the portfolio, uh, it has to do with sector breakdown. So we've been increasing our exposure to the infrastructure space uh, for a number of different reasons. There is higher yielding opportunities there, uh, as well as sort of fundamental tailwinds. These are supported by legislation over the last several years. So mainly the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, but also the Inflation Reduction Act, which is uh, by and large an infrastructure bill that's going to go and support those infrastructure projects that we've reinvested into. Airports, toll roads, and workforce housing, housing to, to, to say the least. And then the third in terms of duration positioning, we've moved some of the belly of the portfolio, some of the belly of the duration of the portfolio into where we see more opportunities to uh, increase the distributable income. Where has that been? Uh, it's been really more of a barbell strategy over the last three to four months as we've made those changes. We've been reinvesting what we've sold out of the belly into the front end and the long end, which we think. When you say the belly, you mean the, the middle of the yield curve is what you're talking about. Is that correct? Correct. I'm talking about sort of that five to 12 year band of maturities in the portfolio. And that's where you haven't seen value. And so you're, you're moving it into the shorter end of the yield curve and the longer end. That's where you have been seeing more value. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of times investors ask us, Mike, well, why is the belly of the yield curve so suppressed? And, and I think it has to do with really one key factor in the municipal bond space. And that has to do with separately managed accounts. A traditional separately managed account buys bonds in a latter fashion, uh, anywhere from one year maturity to 10, 11 years in maturity. So it tends to suppress yields, especially in that sort of, let's say five to, to 11 year band. And it certainly, you know, when you take a step back and look at the yield curve, uh, it, it's extremely inverted at the front end as a result of those buyers. And so you, with you looking for value and yield, um, that's not a good place to be. So VFL uses leverage, and that has an influence, obviously, on the fund's earnings potential, and it also affects the fund's sensitivity to interest rate movements, or as you're saying, duration. Um, how do you manage the portfolio 
around that, around these effects of leverage? When we look at the leverage that the fund has maintained, we haven't tended to move that around um, to a material degree. And I think when we look at leverage currently in the strategy, given where we are in this macroeconomic cycle, it's not something that I think we'd be looking to take down in, in the coming months. And I think, you know, there's a couple different reasons why. Number one is that while leverage cost has been high as it's tied to sort of the front end of the municipal debt curve and, and Fed funds, we expect those yields to be coming down. So whereas it might have been a bit of a drag on how we're able to distribute income on a go for basis, as those yields come down, we expect that it should actually contribute to being able to continue to increase the distributable yield of this, of this strategy. So that's point one. Point two has to do with where we are in this economic cycle and expectations that we see yields along the curve, uh, especially on the long end, potentially coming down as well. So leverage within the strategy should contribute to total return in that instance. So it's twofold. One, we think on a go forward basis, the leverage and, and maintaining that leverage should continue to allow us to increase the yield. And then two, uh, from a total return perspective, we have the expectations of this uh, really benefiting the fund's total return over the coming years as well. Excellent. Thank you for that. And then the last question, big picture, why should investors consider investing in municipals today? I think it's for a couple different reasons. We have a yield environment that's extremely attractive relative to where it's been over the last, let's say, 10 to 15 years, right? You can get I wouldn't say equity-like returns, but close to equity-like returns on a taxable equivalent basis uh, in a much lower risk asset class within municipals. Uh, but that could be said across fixed income as well. So why munis, right? So I think when we look at where we are in the cycle, we've got inflation that's coming in. We've got a consumer that we think is you know, near exhaustion at this point. And we've got an economy that, while relatively resilient, certainly over the last 18 months, uh, is getting sort of late cycle dynamics in the overall economy. So when we start to see the economy falter, slow down, and get into a potential recessionary environment as we get through 2024, we think the asset class sort of lends itself to that landscape, right? So municipal bonds tend to be insulated a bit more than our corporate counterparts in a recessionary environment. And then fundamentals headed into that economic slowdown, we think actually benefits the asset class as well. Fundamentals within municipal bond market are at or near record levels, albeit it's come off the highs that we saw. Uh, we're looking at tax receipts over the last several months that maybe are trending down a bit lower, but are still at or near record levels when you're talking about income tax receipts, when you're talking about sales tax receipts, and then also to a degree, uh, property tax receipts on the heels of, you know, still near high valuations for property values across the United States. So uh, we think that, 
you know, it's a guild opportunity, but also a defensive play as well, just given where we are in the economic cycle. Well, thank you, Jonathan, for that update on VFL, the Aberdeen National Municipal Income Fund. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Mike, thanks for having me. And thank you, everyone, for listening to this podcast. There are three convenient ways to learn more about VFL. On the Internet, visit abrdnvfl.com. Email us at investor.relations at abrdn.com. Or give us a call at 1-800-522-5465. I'm Mike Taggart of Aberdeen. Thank you for listening. This podcast is provided for general information only and assumes a certain level of knowledge of financial markets. It is provided for informational purposes only and should not be considered as an offer, investment recommendation or solicitation to deal in any of the investments or products mentioned herein and does not constitute investment research. The views in this podcast are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily reflect those of Aberdeen. The companies discussed in this podcast have been selected for illustrative purposes only or to demonstrate our investment management style and not as an investment recommendation or indication of their future performance. The value of investments and the income from them can go down as well as up and investors may get back less than the amount invested. Past performance is not a guide to future returns, return projections or estimates and provide no guarantee of future results.